0: Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, October 6, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, it's not so much what we have on the docket today as it is what we have on the docket tomorrow. Friday morning is the phony jobs number. Now, once again, for the hundredth time, we don't give a hoot what the number is, whether it's four jobs or 4,000 jobs. Either way, the market's going to use it as an excuse to make a move. So what we're doing here is we're going to predetermine what the move's going to be in both directions. Why is that? Because we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. Let's start with the daily chart, see what's jumping off the page, and then we'll morph into the schematic going forward. We're gonna use a number of different charts today, and we're gonna take what's been transpiring in the market over the last few days as evidence of A, what likely is happening, and B, how we read the charts using a variety of different timeframes. This is what we call a built-in lesson. The first thing we notice is the daily chart is doing the same thing it was doing yesterday, and now it's doing more of it, which is eating time off the clock in this bullish, flaggish type of formation. So we had this move higher, and now they're eating time off the clock underneath the 20-period moving average. So there's no change from that standpoint. Now, we know they're going to move them around the phony jobs number. Comes out at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So before the bell even rings, they're going to either be up or down, in my estimation, a lot. And a lot is, relatively speaking, a lot based on where we are on this chart. So on the downside, let's take the southern side first. We have an open gap. It seems like the obvious thing. The gap is at 366.61. Could they go lower than that? Of course they could if they're failing. They could fail all the way. We're not saying that they're going to hit a number and bounce off. We're saying a minimum required objective on the downside if they're falling. And by the way, if they're falling, the trigger is essentially getting below the low, which is 370.95 in this bullish flaggish formation. That essentially takes the formation off the table. But wait, there's more. If they kill them on the phony jobs number, it doesn't mean they're absolutely killing the tape because we have something else that we've been talking about a couple of times already, and it's still essentially operative until it's not. So you have a move up off the lows. That's the A of the ABC situation thing. Then you have a leg down. Now, maybe yesterday's leg down was the leg down. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. doesn't matter. We're just going with, What are the possible schematics going forward? So let's just say we'll use the gap as a benchmark. They fill the gap. They spike into it a little bit. All of a sudden, they find their footing before or after the opening bell. Doesn't matter. Futures traders will be watching that number down at the gap. So therefore, let's just say the gap holds. This is one possible schematic. So that would be your B leg. Your C leg is above the high of the A leg considered complete. That doesn't mean they have to stop going up if they're doing that. And I'm not saying they're doing all this tomorrow morning. I'm just saying this is the possible schematic when you look at a daily chart could take another two, three, four days to all develop and play out. It could play out all in one shot either way. Also on the downside, they don't have to stop at the gap. Keep that in mind. It doesn't have to be an ABC corrective pattern. They could come all the way in, back down to 360, back down to retest the lows, and oh, by the way, they can keep going. Remember, this was a bounce in a downtrend, a dead cat bounce. They're going to go lower anyway. The question is, can they get higher first, like where? Like into our zone up at 385 or maybe even higher that we've been talking about the last few days. If they're doing the ABC or if they just take off in the northbound lane after the phony jobs number, that's what we're going to have our eye in. If they start to clear above yesterday's high, the 20 period moving average, they're going to be going for what? You got it. 385, 386, give or take. We'll kind of narrow it down in a real time type of formation on an as needed basis for inside the number members and beyond. So there's your daily chart schematic. Of course, the third option, which is probably the least likely, is they have another day where they just sit around where they are in a range, eating time off the clock underneath the 20-period moving average, and they keep doing the same thing they're doing. That's the third option, and it's the least likely one. Here's a 240 chart, and it looks very similar to the daily chart. But there's one thing that you might take notice of, and specifically If you've taken the course, Lazy E-mini Trader, you'll notice that we're in an on-time type of situation. Okay, fair enough. Of note, puzzle piece on the table. 8.30 tomorrow morning, everything gets thrown out while they have a rodeo around the phony jobs number. So they can go up, they can go down. But just take note of this. Regular hours only, they're in an on-time type of situation. Let's say they kill them in the morning. Then they recover by the opening bell or after the opening bell. And you take a look at this chart and it shows nothing down below. And all of a sudden, they're starting to trend higher. And you'll say, hey, they were just eating time off the clock and in an on time type of situation. And this is a maybe. We don't know. We're projecting out a little bit. But maybe they start moving higher out of this to where? Yeah, into our zone. It's possible. We're just looking around the horn, taking a look at different charts. What jumps off the page on each chart? Is the chart, are the charts, trying to tell us anything in particular? Right now, the long-term charts, even though the market finished red today, they finished basically down into the close, it's not as bearish as you might think by watching the tape into the end of the day. When you look at the longer-term charts, you could say, hey, They can and absolutely are in a position to have another leg higher. That's the way this works. What about the 120 chart? You're going to find this one interesting. So it looks different than the 240, obviously different than the daily. What jumps off the page at me is this breakup candle low, 272.23. So they've run a test already in the vicinity of that low. They didn't spike below, they didn't get all the way down there, but all in all, they've come pretty close. And also, we have another on-time type of situation counted more ways than one. Hourly chart, looks like the 120, looks like the daily, looks like the 240, it's just stretched out, so you have more candles. Keep in mind, this range, and it doesn't matter what time frame you draw it in, this is the range we're talking about. Below is the bear case, and above is the bull case. And it's that simple. All they've been doing is going back and forth in this range. Again, traders who have taken the course, lazy e-mini trader, will notice another on-time type of situation. Not only in an on-time type of situation, but also with a sign and or signal of a trend change to boot. May not matter by 8.30 in the morning, but we're using this as a lesson, remember. However, on the hourly chart, they were creating a pattern within the pattern, and that essentially was negated at the closing bell today. Anybody care to find out what it is? How about this hourly chart, breakup candle low, 373.41. They spiked it in the second-to-last hourly candle of the day. They tried to rally away, looked like it was going to hold, And then they came back and closed below that number in the last few minutes of the day. Doesn't change the 120 chart, which basically makes this low, which is the same from the 120 chart, the line in the sand between opening up the door to go down and fill the gap or more. What about inside the numbers? We had a nice juicy short trade today. It was kind of, as it turned out, one of those all you can eat. Let's go over the pre-market zero-dark-30 commentary first, and then we'll get to where the short was. You'll get to read the commentary, double-check the work, all that stuff. We'll circle back to Stocks on the Move. We had some action there. It was one of those days where we had something for everybody. The bulls tried to rally last night. Didn't work out. And around zero-dark-30, we had red on the page. Starting with the big picture and the daily stuff, they're just running time off the clock. We already talked about that. I'm refreshing the memory when we wake up in the morning. This is the pregame warm-up routine. We start at the big picture and then we drill it down as we get closer to the opening bell and beyond. 37340 is going to be important today. Zero dark 30 comment, big time number, important number. We think better in pictures, right of the vertical is today's activity. 37340 is here. And 373.40 is here, and that was an important number today. Sticky note number one. It's the gateway to running a test of lower stuff like 372.60 and even yesterday's low, which is that same number we just pointed out. That's the gateway to filling the gap. That's the real important number 370.95. That's the one that keeps the current pattern either intact or blows it out. 372.60 was the number below the 373.41. That's your lower line, back to the pictures, and you can see they made an attempt, came close, bounced away, left you a few pennies short. We had some stuff below if they were to blow through everything, but we didn't need that. Now pay attention to this one too. This is the other side. The bulls will begin the excitement phase if they can start pushing price above 377 for starters. So what we're saying here is, There's nothing doing for the bull case until they can get above 377. Back to the thinking better in pictures, you can see here. They made an attempt all the way up here, but they were never actually able to touch 377. The high is 376.94. There are no accidents nor coincidences. That was an important spot, and it really was part of our, and this is a technical term, we were calling it our bull pivot. What does that mean? It means the market gets bullish if they're able to capture or recapture or get above 377, the bull pivot. All right, let's see what else we have as the day begins to get underway. 821, I had a pretty good handle on things. Today we have what we call a bull pivot zone. Why? Because we have two important numbers for completely different reasons right next to each other. So the zone is 376.65 to 377. Once again, above 377 is the bull case. The pivot zone will likely be a magnetic place, 821 AM. There's your zone. There's your magnetic bull place pivot thingamajig, 376.65 to 377. Now watch this. We're not done yet. We're just getting started with this. Let's see what else we have. Starting to get close to the opening bell, starting to get itchy. 374.85 down to 374 and a quarter is a zone of support. If visited early, it's a bounce back area upward. Flipping back and forth, thinking better in pictures, there's your bounce back zone. Back to where? 376.65. Why? Because it's magnetic. You'll see that in a second. We haven't even opened the bell yet. Now here's the deal: 927. If they run up to the bull pivot zone first, the long trade is off. If they were going to drop them at the open, we're going to buy up the market to go back to run a test of the magnetic place, the bull pivot zone. They didn't really do that. They did the other thing. They're headed for the pivot at 376.65 first. In the zone is overhead resistance. However, a reaction back down in the other direction is a coin toss for me at the moment mainly because they had a gap up at 377.15. If they started getting above the gap, they were going to have another leg higher. Just wait. It's going to get juicy in a minute. And there you have it. Our first look at the importance of the bull pivot zone between 376.65 and 377. They were always going to fight back to that place. Now, by 940, here's what we're saying. The short for me would be at 378.50, up to 379, with a stop on candle closes above 379.50. So this is a pretty good risk-reward opportunity because you're close to risk, which means if we have to lose, we lose small and fast. Those are the ones we like. We're not going to win every trade, but we want to take the ones that have the best risk-reward setup. And here's what we're saying. It's a trade and just that. It's not a marriage, but a scalp with potential. They start with scalps. We take some profit. We don't let it go against us, and if they drop them through the floor, we have ourselves a risk-free, emotionless trade. And here's what we're saying. They have to get there sooner than later in a hurry formation. Eating time off the clock underneath is no option. If taking the short is a couple of minutes later, realize the big picture from the video. 9.42, some commentary about taking the short, looking at the big picture. You have to understand both sides of the tape, just a reminder. And there you have it, the scalp was done, 9.44. Immediately, they did the thing. There it is, 3.78.50, right up here, right after the opening bell. I know I said they didn't get much higher over here, but that was later in the day. Here is where the short existed, and then look what happened. They absolutely collapsed back down. It was an all-you-can-eat type of trade. Traders put some in their pocket right away, profit in their pocket, And then you're riding it down in a trailing type of position. The only way that they shake you out is if they go back to the point in which you entered. That's the worst case. That's called your break-even point. You either have a stop at break-even or in the money when you already have profit in your pocket. That's the way we create risk-free, emotionless trades. You like apples? Yeah. How do you like dem apples? Read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. You'll see the numbers, the commentary, the if-thens. We had another trade from Stocks on the Move. We actually had two more that triggered. We're going to circle back to those. In the interest of time, you got the meat and potatoes of what I wanted to show you out of the juicy morning trade, and that's what we're here for. We're not waiting for a trade at 1.45 in the afternoon. We're waiting for a trade during the morning rush hour or two or three, whatever it is. We're waiting for the morning rush hour. We're waiting to see the setup. We've got the numbers that they're going to either stay above or get below and go to the next price. We've got those pretty much on the docket once the morning starts to get underway. We see the layout, we can tell what the range is, and the range is going to expand if they get above or below a certain thing. And that's why we can put the numbers on the board and we can give you the schematic for the entire day, usually right around the end of the morning rush. And that's why I urge you to pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. 1021, this is what we're putting on the board. This is what we need to know from a bigger picture perspective. And it's still finished that way today. They have not broke this type of pattern yet. It's still a bullish, flaggish pattern. They're just going back and forth, top to bottom, bottom to top, in this range until they're ready to either do one of two things, break down or break out. The breakdown or break out part is likely going to be as a result of the phony jobs number. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. There's a lot of notes in here today. I'm just not going to burden you and read them to you. If you're interested and you are actively trading during the trading day, then you're going to want to know about this information. It's here to help you. Stock's on the move. Keep in mind, we're on the front end of getting into earnings season. I believe it's next week that the banks are going to start reporting, and then they'll come fast and furious after that. We all know the way it works. We're looking for... A bonanza. Today we had Splunk, AZN, and FCX. FCX is off the board. We're going to take a look at the other two charts. By the way, before we leave the SPY, just remember, this line is now at 376.65. Even after they collapsed from the short trade, they still fought their way back to the bull pivot zone. It was an important number from zero dark 30 this morning. About Splunk, getting a buzz cut at the open, opened below the first number, so what do we do? We take it off the board, it doesn't exist. We immediately activate the second number, 78.12, they spiked it, they came up just short of the third number, 76.85, the low today was 76.91, doesn't matter. They turned around, ripped back up in the other direction, they provided the minimum required base hit, came back for a retest and went up, but they did provide the minimum required base hit, so therefore, what do we say? You got it. The numbers work. AZN hovered, came into it, bounced away. They provided a little bit of a trade. They didn't really provide the total base hit. They finished right on the number. So this really wasn't a positive trade. It certainly wasn't a shit burger. They just hung around the number. They hung around for what? You got it. A cup of coffee for why? Maybe the destination is lower. Anything doing over in Camp IWM? It's the same discussion as the SPY discussion that we had. All the charts pretty much look the same. They're not all exactly in the same position in terms of the range, where they are in the range, doesn't matter. They're still creating the same type of situation, so therefore we have to employ the... It's all the same market scenario. If they kill them on the phony jobs number, they're killing everything. If they pop them on the phony jobs number, they're rallying everything. Flat today for the transport people, they're hovering on the 20 period moving average, eating time off the clock, same discussion. Different chart, they're in a different position. You could see here that they're actually okay as long as they stay above the low here, 12,547 and change, However, if they're going to kill them, they're going to kill them. That's just the way it's going to work. Same routine for Q people. Eating time off the clock underneath the moving average. To kill them or not to kill them? That is the question upon us. You ever notice whenever we get to the XLF, the financials, they always seem to do one of those things where there's no accidents or coincidences, and they did it again today. So look at the low here. Breakup candle low, 3,162. They closed 3,164. They spiked it by a little bit, but managed to close above it by the bell. No accidents or coincidences. They do this kind of thing over and over and over again. But again, this is still going to be the same routine. They're either going to kill them at 830 or they're going to pop them at 830. They're all going to go together, including Smash Mouth. It is somewhat interesting how they finished above the 20 period moving average yesterday and today. Whether or not it's a signal for anything, we're going to have to wait for the phony jobs number anyway, so it doesn't really matter. And with that, if I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not even possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.